Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. On page Tzadik Gimel 93, three lines from the top near the beginning of the line. We've just been speaking about the blessings of the Shema and what their whole purpose is to contemplate the they contemplate the service of the angels and how they and their love for Hashem and how they're yearning to be totally absorbed and dissolved out of their own person to lose their personal identities within the essence of Hashem the infinite energy of Hashem because they realize that their whole energy just comes from a external ray a diminished ray of godliness and compared to the essence of Hashem there is it's this external ray has nothing has no importance whatsoever and as if as if it doesn't even exist compared to that essence and they want to lose their whole identities within that true existence of Hashem and this is the level of the Eshelamata, the fire that, that we bring from below, the physical fire on the altar, the altar of prayer, which we've been speaking about how prayer is in the place of the sacrifices. So when we contemplate at the about the source of the animal soul, which comes from these angels, which are burning with burning fire and love to become subsumed in, within Hashem, to, to ascend above their uh, limited energy which they receive from Hashem. And they un- comprehend and understand how their their whole their life force only comes from a ha'orlavad, the just external ray of godliness, which has no comparison to the essence of Hashem, and they wanted to totally lose their identity within Hashem. That is what allows us to refine our animal souls down here to sub- sub- subdue them a little bit. That it should also realize that that is its spiritual source. These these angels, and to also to bring about arouse within that animal soul a, a similar type of love and. This is why this they, the angels say three times holy that in order to go from the Hashem's holy essence down to relate to worlds, it has to be through three intense contractions of his of his um, energy. And then we said that's the whole idea of the Arichus to Birchus Yetzer. We speak at length in the blessings of the Shema. Um, <clears throat> the blessings of Yetzer, the first blessing of the Shema, where it speaks about the angels. It says, Hashem forms his ministering angels of Hashem Sharsov and his and then it says afterwards it says and his angels. So he Yitzimashim, he forms angels and his angels. Um so two different types of angels. So the Yitzimashim refers to the angels which are renewed every day because they lose their they lose their whole identities and their whole existences from this great love when they become subsumed and absorbed and dissolved in Hashem's essence. And Hashem renews them every day. Vashem of three lines on the top, and His angels, Him, Malachim, Shaim, Dim, Meshesh, this refers to the angels which are standing before Hashem. So to say, from the six days of creation, they're always there. They're called His angels because they're always there. They're not Yitzim Mesharsim. He doesn't have to recreate them every day. And all these angels all together are praise Hashem and and hallow him, sanctify him, and make them and um king him, crown him as king. Now what is the whole point of this 
um, the lengthy discussion of the angels here is, the, is really in order to think about it, that we should think deeply and contemplate this idea in order to bring about, to affect a bittel within the animal soul, to affect a nullification within the animal soul. Because remember, this is the it's, we're thinking about the animal soul's source of the, in these angels. That's where it comes from. And when we realize how the animal soul sources in this intense nullification to Hashem, so too we will affect a certain type of bittel into the into the animal soul, which comes from that source. Hein and this will affect a certain type of bittel within a nullification in the animal soul. And whether whether it is this bittel is going to express itself in the yitzia meashikua, the leaving, the escaping from the being being totally sunken into physical things, physical pleasures, being totally given over to, um, addicted even to physical pleasures. The kasher misbein, and how how does this contemplation affect that you person that the animal soul should get out of these? Lusting for physical pleasures, the kasher misbein and asher shorshim ukeri botel b'tachas lelikus. That when a person contemplates how the source and the root of the animal soul is totally nullified to godliness, and how could it be then that him, that the animal soul which comes from that source, should be totally separate, should be totally separate from godliness and totally just running after physicality when it's when its own spiritual source is totally nullified? And also the feeling of the the feeling of the self-effacement and the self-nullification of the source and the root of the animal of the animal soul affects within the animal soul also a certain type of bittel uh, self-nullification too. When a person so there's two things a person contemplates how the source and the root of the animal soul is totally nullified how could it be then a person comes to realize how could my animal soul which comes from that source be so so separate and it will want it will make a person want to leave to get away from to escape being totally given over to physical pleasures and also the feeling of that bitl of the spiritual source of the, of the animal soul automatically will, will bring about that same feeling within the animal soul because that is the um, that is which is drawn down from that source. Now, through bringing this fire down here on the altar of prayer, the physical fire, like which which is signified, which is parallel to the physical fire they bring on the altar, through bringing that fire down here, which is refers to the nullification of the animal soul because of the contemplation about its source and root in the spiritual angels. Which this type of self nullification is only as a lower level of self nullification, which is called bitlayesh, nullifying the existence, the own personal identity, meaning that there is a, an existence, there is a feeling of self, but that feeling of self is being nullified by this aforementioned contemplation through that bringing that fire from below. You're able to access now and to merit the the fire, the fire from above, the supernal godly fire. Like we said before, that in order to merit the second type of love, only through doing as much as you can in the, in the lower love, which comes through your contemplation, then you can merit the revelation from above to bring about the higher love. The Hainu, what is this fire from above? Hainu, Gili, This is, refers to a revelation of a supernal, sublime, godly energy. To bring about, and when that god, godly energy is revealed and felt within a person's soul, it brings about a bitl b'mitzis, the higher level bitl, not bitl ayesh, just nullification of one's own existence, meaning that there is an existence still, but it's being nullified. Rather, bitl b'mitzis, that your whole existence becomes nullified from the first place there is no existence anymore. Your your own existence is, is totally voided and null when this godly revelation is expressed and is, is revealed in your soul. Bedugmas, Aish Lamaila, Betfila, 
And similar to the Eish the, the, the supernal fire in prayer, Hein <coughs> refers to the, the 18 blessings, the 18 blessings of the Shemena Esri, of the, of the prayer of the Mida prayer. Baruch Atah Hashem. When we say, Baruch Atah Hashem, blessed are you Hashem. Shezeo Amshachas B'chinas Chesed Hashem Be'elam Adolam. Which every time we say Baruch blessing, it always refers to in Chesidus, always refers to a drawing down, a pulling down of godliness from above. Baruch is always in Lashon Amshacha because, like it says, Vayavrech Hasagefen. A Yavrech means to pull down the vine, to pull down the vine, to graft it in the, to plant it in the earth and make another vine come out of that place. So Baruch Atah Hashem, blessed are you, draw down. Are you Hashem drawing down Hashem's essence into this world, which refers to the drawing down of uh, the level of Chesed Hashem, Adelam, of the kindness of Hashem from world to world, from the higher world to the lower world. Similar to what it says in the verse, Blessed are you Hashem, the God of Israel, from the higher world, Adelam, to the lower world, this physical world. And that is the deeper explanation of that verse. Like the Zayar says, from the hidden worlds, the hidden sublime worlds, to the lower revealed worlds. Like it says, this is the drawing down from the hidden world to the, to the revealed world. To bring about the to bring about a self nullification within the person and the highest level, the bitl mtsias, a nullification out of one's own, own existence, that a person shouldn't feel his own existence at all. He totally loses his own personal identity. Not that that identity, not that that, that existence, that per, that person becomes nullified, but rather he loses his whole his whole identity. Similar to the bitl that that is experienced in the hidden sublime worlds, where it's always explained in Chassidus that the um, like we're going to explain right now that the Almadis Kasis refers to is 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 compared to the the creations within the within the ocean within the sea that their whole existence is subsumed, it is absorbed, is swallowed up, so to say, within the sea. They can't exist with outside of that sea, and you can't even see them within the sea. They're covered up by that. Whereas the creations in our physical world, you don't see how their whole existence is dependent on their source, either from the food, from the ground. You don't see that. You just see it as if they're separate existences. And But the creations within the ocean, you do see that their whole existence is absorbed in the, within their source. So to this level of bitl mtsiyas, that their whole existence is dependent on Hashem, their whole existence and sustenance is all dependent on, on Hashem. And this different types of bitl, the bitl ayesh or bitl mtsiyas, bitl ayesh is similar to like a servant who has his own existence. And it says in the Gemara, a servant would rather be free and do whatever he wants, but he sub, 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 subsumes himself, um, he's submissive and he gives himself over to the will of the master. And so he is nullifying his own personal existence to the will of his master. That's the lower level of nullification. The higher level is like the nullification of the um, of the limbs of the person to the own person. The limbs don't have their own separate identity at all. They totally listen to whatever the will of the person is. Or like it explains in other places, the nullification that is experienced when the candle gets absorbed in the big flame, the torch, it loses its whole identity. When the candle become, goes into that flame, there is no, there is no little candle anymore. It's, it's, its own identity is totally absorbed and dissolved within the torch. Whereas you can't say that the identity of the slave, of the servant, is totally absorbed within his master. He, he exists still. It, it's just that he is, his, he is directing his will to, be, to do whatever the will of the master is. But he still has his own desires. Whereas this higher level of bitl is, is when a person becomes totally subsumed within the essence of godliness, 
and his existence ceases to exist. His feeling of separateness, there is no feeling of his own identity anymore. Like the like the creations, how they exist in the hidden worlds of Alma Disgusted, like we're going to explain now. And this is, um, this higher level bittel, which is, which is this, um, which is drawn down to a person after he first experiences the lower, um, the, the fire from below, which is the nullification of the animal soul brought about through the contemplation of the of the angels and the blessings of Shema. Then he merits the fire from above, which is the revelation, the, the revelation of the God, the energy which brings about, which affects within a person the bittel mitzias, losing his whole identity within the essence of godliness. And this, so then we said, but dugma sa'eshalamayla. So similar to this experience, which we can only get through a revelation from above, is experienced when we pray the Shemayna Esri, the Amida prayer, the standing of the standing prayer to Hashem, where we say the 18 blessings, even though this is not really the same experience because it is not the it's not something which is drawn down from above, but rather it's it says Bedugmas, it's similar to this experience. Because when you're standing in front of the king, at the in the Shemayin Esrei prayer, and you're saying these blessings, which the whole idea of blessing is drawing down from the essence of godliness down to, to the world, it's a similar type of experience. You're drawing down from the from the infinite essence of Hashem down into the person to bring about to affect within the person a higher level bittel, not just the bittel which you produce through your own contemplation of the bittel of the malachim, the angels, but rather it's a bittel which is produced through drawing down. When you say the blessings of the Shemayin Esrei, you're drawing down the essence of godliness into your soul. And it will now able to experience the same level of bittel which is experienced in the higher worlds, in the hidden worlds, as we're going to go on to explain. behold, <laughs> the difference between the hidden worlds, the hidden sublime worlds, and the revealed lower worlds, Yudua, it's known, the sages say, Everything that exists within the dry land, all the different beings, creations that exist in the dry land, within land, also are in the sea. So there's no difference. They're all they all all the existence. There's trees within the dry land. There's also trees and plants in the sea. There's different beings, uh, animals in the dry land, also within the sea. There's animals, fish. So there's no difference. Amnam. <coughs> But the, the difference between them is, it says on the bottom, seems like it's missing out a word. The, 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 exist, the creations within the sea are covered over by the, by the water of the sea. They do not come out of the sea and do not become revealed at all from the sea. They're totally swallowed up and absorbed within the, within the sea. And their whole life force, their vitality, the way that they can exist is only within the water. Specifically, fish which which separate themselves, which go out of the sea, they die immediately. But the difference between the creations of the sea and the creations of the earth is that the creations of the earth uh, that are on the dry land, it's even though they receive their life force from the earth, from the plants, from eating from the plants of the earth, or even the plants actually derive their nourishment from the earth, they grow from the earth, and the animals eat from that from the earth. <clears throat> so they do receive their life force from the earth, just like the existed the beings within the sea receive their life force from the sea. Nevertheless, the difference is that the 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 creations within the earth on um, they they go out from their place, their life force, 
they don't they don't exist absorbed within the within the earth within the ground they go out from that source of their life and they become revealed outside of the earth they become separate separate from their source from the earth and this is even true not just by animals which we see clearly that they walk around on top of the earth even though that they derive their sustenance from the plants of the earth but also, it's true with the tzemeach, with the vegetation, hagam plants, hagam sheyenik It's even though they get their life force from the earth, from the soil. Most of the plants are they they go out from their from the earth and they stick up above the earth, even though that the, the a lot of their roots are underneath, and some even there's some plants which are swallowed up within the earth like carrots are swallowed up within the earth and to pull them out. But most plants actually go out and they stick out above the earth, even though they derive their sustenance from the earth. And after that they become fully grown, these plants, you pick them from the earth and disconnect them from their from their source of, of life. And they still remain, even though you separated themselves, they separated them from their source of life. They remain with the same taste and their same vitality. They're, they remain alive. <clears throat> even though they start, you know, start decaying afterwards after a while, but they do remain with the same taste, and they do remain tasty and alive for a while. And all the more so when we're speaking about the animal kingdom and the humans, uh, that they receive their life force also from the earth, from the plants of the earth, and um, <clears throat> everything else which grows from the earth and the minerals. Like the verse says, the earth from which the with from which bread grows from, so the whole bread, which is the main sustenance of a person, is grows from the earth. Nevertheless, they nevertheless they are able to go around within the. Um, they can even fly. Birds can even fly within the air. Or on, they can even swim on top of the on top of the water. Uh, and at that very moment, even then, when they're still totally separate from their earth, they're not within the earth, they're walking on top of it, or even flying above the earth, and not even touching the earth, and that very moment, they're still receiving their life force from the earth, their sustenance from the earth. So that's the difference between the creations of the earth and the sea, that the earth, the sea creations are always swallowed up within their source of life, and they can't, they can't become separate from it, or else they'll die. Whereas all the creations of the earth are totally separate from, they become separate from the their source of life, the earth, and they can even go on top of it or fly above it and still be alive. So the, now to, the, the analog for this, <clears throat> how it exists within Nefesh Alikis, within the Godly Soul, Hain, Machshava, Vidibur, the Oisiasim, is the idea, oh, so what's the example of these two levels, these two types of creations, of the creations of the sea and the creations of the earth, how that exists within our Godly Soul, Hain, Machshava, Vidibur, is the idea of thought and speech. The Oisiasim, Machshava, because even thought is made up of, of letters, it's just that in thought they are hidden within your mind, whereas in speech they come out in a revealed way and can be heard by another person. That the letters of the letters of thought, the letters of thought are hit are hidden are covered up and hidden. They're, they don't they don't become revealed to the other person to another person. Because and why don't they become revealed? Because the letters how they exist within thought. These letters are still very spiritual and very abstract. They don't have any physical. Uh, they don't have any physicality or any definition really to them. They're still above that. 
they're very abstract. So harehem yuchadim even nefesh, and therefore they're very unified with the soul. and that's why the letters of thought are constantly rushing through a person's mind. You cannot stop thinking because they're unified with the soul, which is also constant, and therefore the letters of thought are also constant. As explained in another place of Dibur, and the letters of of speech, these are letters which are which are very felt and are very palpable, and they're they can be sensed by another person. They, they go out of the person, they're able to go out of the person and be heard by another person and become separate from the person. A person speaks, and that when a person when the other person that you're speaking to absorbs that what you just said. You don't have to be speaking, he can still remember what you've said. So your speech is, so to say, becomes separate from you, whereas within your mind, your speech, the letters of your of your thought never become separate from you. The difference is because the letters and thought are a lot more abstract and spiritual, and therefore they remain unified with the soul, and the letters of speech are a lot more, they take on form, and they're a lot more palpable, and therefore they can come separate from you. The reason for this is because within the thought, the light of the soul, the energy of the soul shines in a lot more revealed way. Look, because the because the thought we the thought we just said is a lot more unified with the soul. Therefore, the light of the soul shines within the thought a lot more revealed way. Therefore, therefore the letters of thought are also a lot more spiritual, abstract, and more unified with the soul. And therefore, they are constantly rushing through a person's mind and cannot stop thinking. But within speech, the letters of speech, because the light of the soul doesn't shine so much in a revealed way within speech, therefore, the letters of speech are also a lot more um, defined already and separate from the soul and separate from the person even. So the reason why the difference between the letters of speech and thought comes from how much the soul is revealed within them. The more the soul is revealed within the letters is the more that they are spiritual abstract and are not don't have a feeling of separateness from the person. The less that the soul is revealed within them, the more that they can become defined and separate from the person. So, so the now the analog for this we can understand also in the spiritual realms in spirituality now the two worlds of the hidden world like I said the the hidden worlds and the revealed worlds the the creations of the revealed lower worlds because they're, they, they are created from the supernal speech of Hashem, which means, obviously, doesn't mean, obviously, it's just an analogy to understand. Just like our speech, which we just said, is something which is more separate from the light of the soul, and therefore is more felt and more defined. So too, the creations of the revealed lower worlds are created from this energy of Hashem, which is compared to speech, which, so to say, it doesn't feel as much the essence of godliness, and therefore... The creations of the the lower the lower revealed worlds are able to come are able to be revealed, and outside of their source, like we explained until now, the all the creations in this world they seem like they're outside of their source. Even though there obviously is nothing out, outside of Hashem, everything exists within Hashem, and cannot exist without Him giving their existence every moment. And, and that's why Hashem is called Mokim, the place, the omnipresent, because He is the place of the world, and the world is not His place. The world exists within Him. 
So, even though there's nothing outside of Hashem, and especially Hashem's speech, which is not really a speech in the sense like our speech, becomes separate from us. Hashem's speech is not, not separate from it at all. Only the Torah used the term speech just to speak in our language so that we should understand. But it's just an analogy to understand a certain idea of Hashem's energy, divine energy, just like our speech is has this tra- uh, trait of revelation. So to Hashem, when we say Hashem is speaking, it's just the idea of He's revealing His energy and contracting it and letting it go out to a lower level. So, uh, even from Hashem's speech, Hashem's speech is not separate from Him. So, just like speech within us, like I just said, is this trait of revelation that becomes revealed to, the, to another person, so too the idea of supernal speech, of Hashem's speech, that is that, that means that there's a, a certain level of divine energy which was, so to say, emanated from Hashem and contract and diminished in such a way where there should be able to be created beings that are that are revealed and that feel themselves as separate from their source, separate from godliness. Just like speech, where our speech becomes separate from us and revealed. This means only within their feeling, within their sense, these these creations which are created from Hashem's supernal speech, they feel that they are they have their own identity and they are separate from godliness from their source. Even though the truth is that they are nothing is outside of Hashem. It's just that in their feeling, being that they're created from a level of divine energy, which which is more which is more contracted and diminished, therefore it allows room for these creations to feel themselves as separate. But the truth is that they are still subsumed and absorbed within their source. This is refers to all the creations within this lower world which we live in. And this also refers to not just the physical beings, but even the souls, the spiritual souls, how they how they have descended down to this world, this physical world, to enclose in the bodies. Even though the souls of the Jewish people, it says that they ascended in within Hashem's thought, which is we just explained before the difference between thought and speech is thus like thought is so much more spiritual and abstract, which refers to the divine energy, how it's so unified with Hashem in a lot more revealed way. Godliness is revealed in the Hashem's thought a level of godliness which is a lot more unified with the essence of Hashem. Even though the souls of the Jewish people are connected to Hashem's thought, which means that they're a lot more unified with godliness and, and seemingly should sense the truth of godliness a lot more. Nevertheless, how these souls have descended out here, they have become now creations of the revealed lower worlds. And therefore, they're, the souls down here are called earth. Like the verse says about the Jewish souls, because you, have, you, the Jewish people, are our desired land. Our desired land. Therefore, we are called land. We are called land just because even the souls, how they've descended on here, feel themselves separate. They have their own feeling of their own identity. Not, they don't feel that they're totally absorbed and dissolved within their godly source. The next page, and just like the verse says, that the earth stands forever, which refers to the Jewish people that they will exist forever. Like the Medrash says, and that's why the souls, as they come down here, they have free choice. That the soul can choose to be on the level, the unique level of Moshe, of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moses, when will, like the sages say, when will my my deeds reach the level of the deeds of my forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and, and, and Moses? Because of the soul's sublime source in the Shem's, Shem's thought. So the soul has a free choice down here. The only reason that the soul can have free choice, if it 
if it was still down here and it would still feel how it was above, that totally unified with godliness, it would never be able to have free choice. It would always want to do instinctually do Hashem's will. But the fact that down here a person can make a free choice, even though he has a Jewish soul, which has a source in a very high godly sublime level, that shows you that the soul, how it came down here, has actually now become part of this revealed world where it feels itself separate in, in its own, and it has its own identity, its own personal feelings and personal choices. That's only because it because it has a feeling of separateness. Well, the hate and on the and the contrary, on the opposite. God forbid, a soul can choose to become totally separate itself from godliness and do go against Hashem's will. But on the creations of the hidden, the hidden, sublime, hidden worlds, who they are totally separate. They are totally different. They are totally nullified to godliness. They, they don't have their own feeling of their own identity, their own separateness, their own existence at all. Their whole existence is defined by the godly energy and the godly um, life force which is within them. And this refers to and this refers to the angels. The angels are these creations of the hidden sublime world. They are called in the Zayar the fish of the sea. Just like the fish are totally absorbed within their source of the sea, can't exist outside the source, so too the angels are similar to these uh, to fish. They're like their existence beings of the hidden worlds. They are totally nullified out of their existence. They don't feel anything separate from, from, from godliness. And like it says in the Medrash, the, when it says in the verse, the great, um, the great, Sea monsters, Zem, Michal, and Gabriel. It actually refers to, it says, this is referring to the angels of Michal and Gabriel. So we see that the angels are referred to as fish of the sea. We'll stop there, about six lines from the top, just explaining the difference between the creations of the hidden worlds are totally nullified and have no feeling of their own existence and their own identity. And the uh, existences of the revealed, the revealed worlds, they feel themselves separate from godliness, and that even includes the Jewish souls, how they come down here, and that's why we have free choice. And this is all going to explain the. This is all going to explain, going back, the difference between the bittel that is brought about through the contemplation of the blessings of the Shema, which is just a bittel ayesh. You feel your own existence, but you nullify it. And then there's the bittel, how it is through the revelation of the godly light from above, which is the higher level love, which brings about a bittel of that you lose your whole identity, and that's like what you feel during the blessings of the Shemayna Esrei. And we said that when you when you say Baruch Hashem and you say the blessings in the Shemayin you're you're Baruch, you're drawing down from the hidden worlds to the revealed worlds, and that to bring about that even within the revealed worlds there should be a bitl, a similar type of self-effacement of similar type of self-nullification that exists within the hidden, concealed, sublime worlds. And then we went on to explain the, the difference between the creations within the hidden worlds and the revealed worlds, just like the difference between the creations in the sea and on the dry land, or the difference between the letters of thought and the letters of speech which is basically the the, the separateness the how they feel themselves separate or how much they feel themselves unified with their source and this is also us down here and our souls down here we have the free choice to do either the right thing or the wrong thing that shows that we are even our jewish souls which have a source within hashem's thought which is the concealed sublime world but how it has come down here and descended into our body is now taken place it's now become part of this Revealed world, which feels itself separate, and therefore we can have, we have the ability to take our Jewish soul and do the wrong thing with it. But the creations of the hidden concealed worlds, like the angels, don't have any free choice. They're totally subsumed and dissolved in their source, and they don't feel their own identities at all. And that's why the angels are called the fish of the sea. They're just like fish. They don't they can't exist outside their source, and their whole existence is their source. We'll stop there. Six lines from the top. 
Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidusonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Mimer Mavur explanation on a Mimer from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And... You can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of, every, of that episode. Thank you very much.